big plays in this game. Good one at 5,400 on Fandle and just 4,000 on DraftKings. Great tournament play for you. Cash games, I look a different direction. Tournaments, I'm loading up in this game and I'm getting exposure to Marquise Goodwin and his big play ability. All right, let's go to the tight end position here. We're going to roll with Hunter Henry of the Chargers. So 6,100 on Fandle is fair. He's the cheapest of the big six tight ends, but on DraftKings at just 3,900, this guy is an absolute steal. A guy I would lock in to my cash games at that price. And tournaments, I want a lot of exposure as well. We know he has massive touchdown upside. This offense utilizes the tight ends. Think about all the years of Antonio Gates when Henry was healthy. All the upside he had in this offense. I think he's going to definitely provide you some big weeks. I think it's going to start here in week one. The Colts against tight ends, one of the worst teams in the league, as you see in DVOA. I think Hunter Henry gets in the box early here in this game. But I love this spot for him. Love that price, especially on DraftKings at just 3900 All right, it's time for my favorite play of the week, guys. But before I do that, I need some favors here. First of all, if you're enjoying the video, subscribe to the channel. You'll know when all the videos are coming out. Also, if you enjoy the time in a fantasy bar, like I always say, guys, very simple. Click that thumbs up button. Let's see how many thumbs up we can get on the video. I greatly appreciate it. And we're going to do a little contest here. If you didn't catch the Yahoo video, hey, you missed out. Go check that out. But what we're going to do here in the comment section below the video, I need you to predict fantasy points, not stats, not yards, not touchdowns, closest fantasy points on DraftKings for my beast of the night here. The closest person in the comment section will win a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium. If you already have that, we'll send you a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt right to your front door. So absolutely free comment section, fantasy points on DraftKings for my beast of the week. And while you're there, if you have a beast of the week of your own, I want to hear about that as well. Who's your top play of the week? So before we get out of here this week, take a look at my favorite play. You know Max, the beast of the week. All right, it's beast time. We need one more running back here. I'm going with Leonard Fournette against the Chiefs this week's beast of the week. So we get a three-down workhorse. That's right. This guy is going to be on the field an absolute ton. Who is behind him? Basically nobody. And at these prices, you're getting a nice discount off the McCaffrey's, off the Barclays. I think this guy has that same level of upside if he's going to be catching the ball, especially at that $6,100 price point on DraftKings, but even $7,200 on FanDuel, a tremendous price here for Leonard Fournette. We know the Kansas City Chiefs were absolutely terrible against running backs last season. 20 touchdowns allowed to the running back position. Leonard Fournette not only going to find the box once, going to score multiple touchdowns in this game, be involved in the passing game. Leonard Fournette, easily my favorite play on the week and this week's beast of the week. All right, guys, that wraps up here for week one on FanDuel and DraftKings. Any comments, questions, feedback, guys, whatever you want to talk about, get in that comment section right below the video. Don't forget, get your beast of the night in there. Get your picks for Leonard Fournette on DraftKings. Again, closest fantasy points. We'll win that free week of Roto-Grinders Premium or that Roto-Grinders T-shirt. So don't forget that. If you want to throw a beast of the night pick in there, get that in there as well. Thumbs up the video, subscribe to the channel, and guys, I appreciate you stopping by the Fantasy Bar. So excited that football is back. For rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck. Make sure you get over and check out all the other great offerings at Rotogrinders. Everything you're going to need to get you ready for week one. Also, Yahoo video, big tournament over there. Make sure you go and check that out.
if you miss that six pack, six completely different players. So giving you a 12 pack here each and every week in the fantasy bar. Good luck guys. And we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice. What's going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here at Steen7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 501 on the East Coast, 201 on the West Coast, 401 Tennessee time, which, of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It is called, it's called Grinders Live. And joining me today on a Friday, he's not even supposed to be here today. Stevie, what's going on, dude? Yeah, uh, they asked, Chad asked if we were starting on time, and I said, we always start on time when I'm here, and that's obviously not true because I don't think I'm ever on time um, to any show that I that I have, so. Yeah, it's Friday. Uh, big slate, Dean. Big slate. You know, we we usually do shows on like Tuesday or Wednesday where we have like a twelve or thirteen gamer, but we got fifteen games. It's a it's a night of stacks for sure. Yeah, a couple of things I want to dive into and talk and get like an overview is before we talk about pitching hitters and all that good stuff. Uh, because I I don't like this slate. I don't like as a collective. It's like I don't love the hitters necessarily. I don't love the pitchers necessarily. It's all this. Everybody's playing with the same slate. And, for sure, I'm going to play. I did the research plenty, so I might as well fire out some lineups. But uh, I don't know. I just won't, I don't feel like there's anything I absolutely need. But you talk about as far as starting on time, Stevie. We're actually going to be finishing a little bit early. Like it's, it's going to be a bit of a time crunch because uh, we're breaking Stu in, new producer. D Train needs a day off. Actually, D Train's going to be producing uh, our football shows this weekend. Of course, uh, you all know if you're subscribed on the YouTube, uh, feel free to like and subscribe over there. You're definitely going to get those notifications. Let you know that. Uh, football shows are going down. There's already some football co- shows that's been recorded. If you want to hear those uh, at your own leisure, uh, I believe what the, the Swolecast, I'm sure, is on there. Uh, of course, the Six Pack is out there, Stevie. Your podcast is in the universe somewhere. Uh, I, did you record that last night, your NFL podcast? Yeah, NFL was up on Thursday. We recorded baseball for Friday, and um, the Listener's League for week one is on the Thursday comments. So, Devin, Awesome, awesome job each week breaking down each and every game so you can go timestamp each game if you want. Our thoughts on just one game. So there you go. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually uh, talking about, you know, Devin normally navigates the uh, the YouTube, and he's uh, he's he's in office. He may be leaving at some point, kind of breaking Stu, a new, new producer. What's up, Stu? You're doing a good job so far. I presume we're still in the air. That's all we need to do. There you go. Uh, making things work and, of course, going to transition to crunch time, which comes after us. And you're going to need to watch crunch time today, Stevie, because there are some weather games that are lurking specifically on the East Coast there. So Roth, of course, let you guys know what's going down. Give you the most up-to-date update. And, of course, Cardi's there for your baseball needs. Um, but, yeah, in short, we'll have a question and answer session uh, later on in the show. And 
we were talking before the show. We're, we're willing and able to answer some football questions as well. You're down for that if that uh, so happens to go down? Yeah, getting close to finally being done with my research for football, so ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be a fun uh, a fun weekend for sure. Lots of potential overlay lurking. Uh, I, I mean, look, we, we were just talking in the office. I'm here in the, uh, the home office in, uh, you know, in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and fantasy draft and, and yahoo they're the ones that are first getting my dollars because you know i like less rake or no rake so i'm all over that but you know obviously there's mega tournaments all around the industry uh all right and yeah hey if you guys happen to ask questions on youtube i'll do my best to uh, i'm keeping an eye i'm venturing i ventured over stevie across the train tracks i'm in youtube chat right right now Have you, do you ever meander there or not so much no i don't <laughs> well i'm a man of the people <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a man of the people too, but um, head on over to rotogrinders.com, click that video button and come in the chat and I'll answer your questions as well. So there you go. Fair enough. Uh, give me, give me a screenshot here, Stevie. Give, give me the overall assessment as far as a slate before we dive in and break it down, you know, from the pitchers first and then to the sticks. Well, as, as far as the, the pitchers go, it's a day that I just hate everything up towards the top outside of maybe Kershaw. Um, you know, I, I, I can make a counter argument against every pitcher, pitcher at the high end on the slate. So like I said on the podcast, like, you know, Homer Bailey is going to probably be my SP one today, like <laughs> disgusting when you say that, but you know, like we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into the pitchers, but you know, as far as bats go, bats are King today for me, there's like five or six teams that I think could score 10 or more runs today. So I, I think that getting those stacks is more important than getting Kershaw today for me. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. And, you know, speaking to that, you know, Kershaw's got a, a K prop, you know, as of right now, seven and a half. We don't have the lineups just yet for Sam Fran. They don't strike out a ton necessarily, but obviously those bats are pretty subdued when it comes to power as well. And, you know, G. Lito on the other side has been absolutely awesome. And we had this, like, this thought about the Angels being a team that just doesn't strike out. But depending on what lineup they throw out there, there are probably going to be some Ks in there. If you get Stassi, if you get Dice, uh, you know, you're going to get a boost from G. Lito. G. Lito just doesn't care. He strikes everybody out, right? That K rate is just awesome. Uh, if you talk about, you know, you know, K's in the season or G Lito has, uh, let me go ahead and sort my, my strikeouts in the season as far as the pitchers to slate. And, you know, 32%, Stevie, it's spiked since the All-Star break as well for what it's worth. It's amazing how this guy has come full circle. Like in the past, we used to fully pick on this guy. We used to fully stack on him. And the arm, there was always talent, just never never uh, fully harnessed. It's been fully harnessed. And he's been excellent. And absolutely for tournaments, you can play him. Uh, for, for, you know, for tournaments, you absolutely can play Kershaw. Uh, Lamette against Colorado is super expensive. And, we know how they like the baby Lamette. The only time he ever got over 100 pitches, I believe, or the only time he's ever really extended is when, you know, he's pitching a no-hitter. They let him go like seven innings or so or something like that against Seattle. He just absolutely crushed them. And I think Lamette's going to be great. Does he go five innings? Does he go six innings? You're begging for six. He'll take five and change, assuming the Ks are there. Uh, those are the pitchers at the top, and then we'll talk about Ray and Corbin as well. But, again, you want to talk about Homer Bailey and for good reason, which is, sounds completely absurd, but in the context of the slate, uh, Gilito, Kershaw, Lamette, are those guys on your board? Are you making enough lineups to get them in there as far as a tournament? Here, so I'll just I'll just run down the top, okay, and my thoughts on these guys really quick. Lucas Giolito, I agree with you. The talent level for tournaments and the strikeout ability is there. You know, Washington called him up too fast, and when he got <laughs> traded to the White Sox, they put him down in AAA for a whole other season. They really let him develop more, so they did exactly what they needed to do on Lucas Giolito, but I don't hate him for tournaments. He's just facing the Angels. There's some strikeouts at the bottom of the order, but they're a team that's very patient. They work pitch counts. Um, so kind of off of him. Kershaw, the Dodgers know where they're at in the standings. They're, they're just – they've kind of limited Kershaw his last few starts. They know he's healthy. They know he's good to go. 
you want Kershaw for the playoffs. So I think that his upside's limited because of that. And the Giants, they just don't strike out a lot. They work counts. Um, Patrick Corbin, Atlanta, I hate left-handed pitchers against Atlanta. It's an extreme hitter's umpire, one of the best hitter's umpires in baseball. So he's getting that extreme where, you know, he tries to strike people out. So maybe he's not getting the corner, walks a lot of guys, faces a team that's patient and is good. Robbie Ray, same thing. Extreme hitters umpire in Cincinnati. Robbie Ray struggles with walks. So if he's not getting the corners, then, you know, he's another guy that you have to worry about walking too many guys. Denelson Lamette just doesn't throw enough pitches for me to be interested in him, um, you know, especially with the hitters on this slate. And then Michael Pineda's facing Cleveland. They just don't strike out a ton. So I think there's enough bad for every single person over 10K today on DraftKings that I'm going down. And, and you know, Homer Bailey – Gets a matchup at home against Detroit. When he got traded to Oakland, we were super excited that he was going to be pitching in Oakland. It's a great ballpark for his skill set. And he's facing Detroit, who just doesn't have a lot of power. They strike out a ton. So his 19.5% K rate against righties sees an increase here. And he already strikes out lefties more. So if they roll out their normal lineup, we're looking at a Homer Bailey that can get six or seven Ks throw 105 pitches and pick up a win here, um, you know, with the other side of this game being, you know, Turnbull, who has really struggled recently. Yeah, uh, obviously, depending on that lineup, uh, you know, for the, the, the K projection, I, so, I suppose that for Detroit, no matter what, it's going to be bad. Uh, as far as the Ks, you want Castro in there, 42% in a small sample score striking out versus righties this year. Uh, Dimitri at thir- uh, 34%. Rogers at 40% collectively as of right now. The projected lineup, Stevie, at 26%. Um, yeah, like you said, Bailey, not a big K guy, but he should be good from a run prevention perspective, nice ballpark. And, you know, he also works from a salary perspective too. And you were talking about the extreme for Corbin. Another extreme that works against him is the weather. Uh, right now, 89 degrees in Atlanta and uh, blowing out 12, uh, you know, 12 miles per hour. So that's just one more knock. And like Corbin, absolutely, by all means, like we saw last night, um, Breed was great last night. Uh, it can definitely happen. It's just less likely to happen under these conditions. And then, like, the Atlanta team is, is pretty solid. They don't strike out a ton either. Uh, so, yeah. And you're not really getting a discount in that Corbin price either. Uh, you, we, Robbie Ray, another one of those guys where we talk about how, you know, Cheese always talks about, well, Robbie Ray, uh, you play him when nobody's playing. You don't play him when people are on him. I don't think people are playing Robbie Ray so much. He's sort of like if I land on him in, like, a tournament, I guess I'm okay with it. But certainly not for cash. I, I don't know. Did you skip over Ray? Did I hear Ray? Do you have an official Ray take? No, it's like I I did I talked about him really quick. He okay. he has another extreme hitters umpire, so like he's a guy that struggles with walks. And this game's in Cincinnati, like it's a ballpark downgrade for Robbie Ray. When Arizona has the roof closed, it plays more of a pitcher's ballpark over the last year and a half. So with the ballpark downgrade going into Cincinnati, there's some strikeouts in this lineup for Ray, but with the umpire behind the plate, I think that it's a day that I stay off of Ray. Like Dean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm playing six teams on DraftKings today. And all six teams will have Homer Bailey. Um, like th- that's what I'm doing. Like I feel like the bats are more important today um, than anything else. Like there's just so many good spots on the slate for bats. I really think that you know there's five or six teams that could potentially score ten or more runs today. And if the bats don't go off and the pitchers go off, I'm gonna lose. I'll move on to Saturday. I don't think you're wrong to do that. By the way, uh, I'm gonna have some Bailey too, maybe maybe begrudgingly. And then how about the how about the Lopez brothers of Miami? Uh, how about the Lopez stack, the low pie? Any, <laughs> any interest in those dudes you know, facing bad offenses, nice ballpark, they're not particularly good. Uh, you know, the dude from Miami, you know, has been, you know, he's got pretty good numbers throughout the season, but he's been rough ever since going back to the injured list. 
uh, you know, and, and, well, I think before the show, you were talking about you might actually have to be forced to play one of those guys, one of those guys, not like you necessarily want to, but you know, those lineups just aren't very good, especially you know the back half of KC and all the Marlins. Well, there's four cheap guys that I, I think that are worth playing today: um, Valdez, both Lopez's, and Dylan Bundy. Those are the four guys that I'll mix with Homer Bailey today to get my bats. Um, Pablo Lopez, I feel like, has talent. You you said it. He's kind of struggled a little bit since he's come back from the IL. Uh, that concerns me. But he gets a matchup here with Kansas City where his skill set could obviously really work here against this team. You know, he's a guy that can get strikeouts in the right matchups. Um, I, I do think this is a matchup that he could get some strikeouts. So he has a 25.4% K rate against righties. Um, he does get ground balls against lefties. He doesn't give up a lot of fly balls. So – it's going to be a matchup that he pitches well. Um, and, and then, like, the other side with Jorge Lopez, he stinks against lefties, but he's decent enough against righties. And there's only two left or three lefties in the lineup. Uh, Sierra's in there. So, I think that – so, I think that, you know, when you're looking at both of the Lopez's, you're just hoping for, like, 12 to 15 points. And it is what it is. Like, you know, if the bats do what they do – Homer Bailey gets 20. You get 35 combined from your pitchers tonight, and your stack scores 10 or more runs. Like, you're in the running. Um, it just depends if you have the right pieces on the back end of your stack. And then, like, if you want to attack a little bit more upside, I think uh, Valdez is a guy, you know, we know he has strikeout ability. Seattle's a team that's better against lefties than they are against righties. They, they do have some bats in here that are good against lefties. So, we saw it yesterday with Wade Miley. And it's the same thing. Like, this is a fly ball hitting Seattle team. They strike out or they hit fly balls. This is a ground ball pitcher. It's the same exact spot as yesterday with Wade Miley. And you just hope it goes better and it it goes more on the side of Valdez than it does what it did with Wade Miley yesterday. I had the old achievement unlocks yesterday. I actually cashed – I didn't bink it, but I cashed a tournament lineup on Fandle where you only roll out one pitcher with Miley. But this negative 15, somehow it cast. Probably a mid-cast, but it cast. Scoreboard? Is that, I mean, <laughs> is that impressive? I don't know. But, it, you know. Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I think I had a, a 50-50 on, on, on Yahoo with him as well, too. But what are you going to do? Um, all right. We don't care about yesterday or tomorrow, Stevie. It's DFS. All we care about is tonight. Uh, you hit on the guy that uh, I, I'm kind of looking at a good bit. And, you know, I hear multiple people talking about Seattle being good versus lefties, better in the second half and all that. And I, I, went, on, I went on Fangraphs and I sorted a, you know, active roster versus lefties. WRC Plus was like 102, which is like slightly above average. Uh, but what I like is all those lefties against Frambar, uh, you know, his Ks just jump. Uh, as far as, you know, as far as this season versus lefties, his K percentage is 25.6%. If you stretch it out to last year, I'm looking at the plate IQ, if you guys are not aware. That's like one of my favorite tools. It is my favorite tool here in the Rotor Matters Premium. Uh, it jumps to 28.8%. That's 118 at bats. You know, if we stretch it out as far as the Seattle team, we're talking 25.4% uh, as far as K percent, those, uh, you know, that lineup against lefties the last two years. Smith, Seeger, Vogeldong, Long, there's four lefties that cracked the lineup, 25.4% collectively as far as striking out against them. Nola's been absolutely smashing them. Uh, he's in the, the 339 ISO. It's pretty awesome. As far as the sticks, I like him, uh, you know, as a – a pivot player, not. A, I guess you want to. I don't want to say leverage because cheese will somewhere out there get very angry. He doesn't like that term, um, but uh, or the way people use it probably. Uh, but yeah, and there is some power. Like Murphy's interesting against lefties as well. Um, but I'm not necessarily afraid of that team, and I think Houston probably you know grabs the W as well too. And if you want to make an argument, he might go a little bit longer too because they went 13 innings last night. 
I assume I haven't looked at it, Stevie, but like with the roster expansion, they probably have plenty of arms. So that's not really something I'm factoring in, but I guess that might be something too. Uh, question in chat, Lopez or Lopez? Lopez. Yeah. It just locked. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty easy one, I guess. Uh, they want to know as well. I'm in the, I'm in the YouTube chat. If you guys are asking questions in YouTube chat, I'm going to do my best to kind of get over those as well. If not, like if it's pertaining to the conversation we're having, I'll jump all over it. Uh, Stevie, what is the, what's the hat? I, I know I asked you, I asked this off every quarter. What, what hat are you rocking? Not like baseball. I don't know. Oh, it was like the I Tigers. Forget, I forget. I always forget. It was the Tigers, wasn't it? Tigers single A, I believe. I can't remember the name of the team. Something beer related, I guess. Is that what yeah, it, was? It, was something, it was something with the Tigers. We, we talked about it last time and I remembered, but I forgot today. Um, I say it okay. all the time. If I like a hat, it's cool. I'll buy it. <laughs> so what else do we have here, if anything else? Or like, I mean, McKay, I, I like the promise. <clears throat> I like the arm, but like, you know, he's been up and down for sure. Hard to trust. And who knows how deep he's going to go. I guess there's some K upside for Bundy, but you never really know which way that's going to go either. Um, we, we talked pre-show briefly about the new Pirates pitcher, uh, Alex McCray, uh, who is Musgrove is supposed to start. He's not going to uh, draw the start. Alex McCray is 4K on DK. Uh, he has not been good for what it's worth, but, like, he's throwing baseballs, and if he goes five or six innings and gets 12 points on DK, you'll take that at 4K and just kind of load up on those bats. What else is worth talking about here as far as the arms? Or you're basically uh, – I think you kind of felt like you got out what you want to get out. So Brandon McKay is really interesting if he was pitching more, but he threw 51 pitches in his last uh, AAA start. He has Bill Miller behind the plate. And, like, you know, you would be super interested if we knew he was going to throw, like, 85 pitches. But I think he's going to be maxed out around, like, 65 to 75 in that range. So I don't think you can trust him pitching deep into this game, um, especially being one of the top prospects in the organization. Um, don't mind Dylan Bundy. He always has some strikeout upside. Um, we were getting some questions about Tyler Molly. Tyler Molly is a guy that I'm way off of today. Um, I love Arizona. They're one of my top stacks on the slate. I talked about it on the morning grind. I, you know, you can make an, a, a slight argument maybe for Dylan Peters just because the White Sox are just garbage in general. Um, like if you're just playing a pitcher against a bad team, like you have to maybe consider him. But the wind is blowing out. They do have some righties. They loaded up that lineup with righties, and, and Peters kind of stinks against righties, but he does strike out righties at a higher clip. So it's kind of a boom-bust spot. There's plenty of strikeout upside. So, you know, maybe Dylan Peters is, is an option if you're playing a bunch of teams. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you you can't play him, but I will say this. I'm more apt to play White Sox hitters than Dylan Peters. Yeah, I was like, re, you know, full-on respect to Cheese. Um, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best, and, like, you have to kind of read what he was talking about in his core play article today because he did have uh, Dylan Peters on DraftKings as a core play. So I like I had to go look and see why. Um, so I don't want to give away too much on premium side, but uh, you know I, I think that it was it was worth reading for sure. Well, I mean I have the plate IQ up right now as far as the White Sox and you know a strikeout percent twenty seven point three percent collectively. Uh, who I don't know who Mendick is. Who's Mendick? Uh, I don't know if I'm butchering that name. He's or good, not. bro. Danny Mendick? Mendick? Yeah, he's, he's been like an average hitter in AAA. Like he's, he's like an average prospect. Is this like his first major league at bat? Or has he been a No, thing? he played the other day. Okay. I just somehow missed that name. I had to look him up the other day. That's the only reason I know. 25 years old, according to the team ranks, uh, fan graphs as far as prospects, 21. Uh, the 21st prospect in that team. Uh, if, if you fire up the old projection models, uh, let's see. In the minor leagues this year, 
triple A. Oh, he, you know, 17 homers, 19 stolen bases, and uh, 558 plate appearances. You know, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. I don't know what his salary is, if, he, if he's even available anywhere, but okay. I guess he's sort of interesting, but probably a little bit overmatched in the majors. But like Peters, it's not exactly, you know, a top of the line major league arm anyway. But, you know, guys like Anderson and Mancata and Abreu and, you know, even, you know, what's his name? Jimenez as a super promise. He's starting to show that of late. Uh, I don't mind those guys. We'll talk about hitters in a second. Uh, they're asking me about weather in chat. Um, I dropped the links. I dropped the weather link as far as Ross weather. That usually gets updated within the next 15 or 20 minutes or so, give or take. Um, well, I want to be on top of that and see if that gets updated because what do we have, Stevie? It did, it did get updated already. Um, okay, what do we have? Uh, we have yellow orange for the Mets and yellow orange for the Red uh, Red Sox. Green yellow for the Cincinnati game. Rest is green. So good good afternoon um, updates from our AM forecast. Yeah, it was inevitable. Somebody's asking if we're on Mendick or not, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know if if he's available. In the, yeah, I, they only he's want cheap. to answer. He's really he's, really cheap. He's I like, think they just wanted to ask the question. They didn't really want an answer. I suspect. But uh, anything else as far as arms that's sort of worth talking about? Like nothing really to get terribly enthused about. Uh, I think Lamette should be great if he goes six innings. That's awesome. He is pricey. He's fully priced uh, pretty much everywhere that I've seen. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know if he's too expensive. I, I, I guess you can make it work with him. And if you're just rostering him and one of these, uh, one of the Lopez brothers or, um, you know, they're asking about mats in chat. We don't know about the weather. Like, again, stay tuned for Rolf on that. He did update it. And if you guys are at premium, uh, Rolf will give you an update on that as well with more clarity. Uh, I just – I can't speak on that. I have no idea what the weather's going to be like. I just yield to Rolf. Uh, anything else is windy. Like, it's 15 to 20-mile-an-hour winds with light rain most of the game. Like, it, it's not good pitching weather for Steven Matz. Like, that, that – it's just as easy as that. Like, it's – he obviously he could go out and have a decent game here. Um, he's 7,600. He has a good umpire behind the plate. But blowing, blowing, blowing straight out to center at 15 to 20 miles an hour with light rain just does not seem like a good spot to attack a pitcher. Give me your summary as far as arms. Um, again, I, I might be on an Island today, but I'm not playing really anybody over Homer Bailey. I think Homer Bailey's my SP one. Uh, we talked about the Lopez Lopez's Valdez Peters and Bundy. Um, <laughs> if you want to pay up, I think that I would just go for the ceiling of Lucas Giolito over Kershaw getting kind of limited pitch-wise and, and just attack the upside. We have our uh, CVR rankings. I just went ahead and checked. I'm curious where everybody else is at. And Cheese is in there. Notorious is in, is in there as well as Oracle Troll and myself. Uh, myself and Cheese, uh, we have uh, Cheese and I. I guess that's probably the proper way to say that for the, the grammar people out there. Uh, we both have Homer Bailey, at least on uh, DK specifically. We have rankings for different sites, obviously, at number one, dollar for dollar. Um, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> as a consensus, Kershaw is number one. But, like, I have him the lowest just because we live in a world of a salary cap. Uh, I got Fran Bar second. I got Pablo Lopez third. And I will adjust these after locked and see that kind of a, you know, based on, you know, new information and all that lineups. Uh, and then we have uh, Gilito. If you have the money for Gilito, certainly the upside's there. He can, step, he can definitely strike on tempers anybody these days. But it uh, doesn't make sense from a cash game perspective at all. Let's move on to bats, uh, Stevie. Uh, tell me Really this. quick, Dean, I don't want to interrupt you, but if you are playing on FanDuel, the Nelson Lamette is worth looking at at 8400 He's almost the same price as Bailey. So just yeah. really quick. I saw somebody mention in chat. That's a good call. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out my – my rankings right now, and I think I have him. I got him third, and that's probably too low. I should probably adjust that as far as my FanDuel rankings. 
you know, got an hour after the show, we knocked that out and always making adjustments all the way up the lock. So if you guys are doing, uh, you know, if you're premium, you're checking those things out, always hit refresh because, you know, there's new information coming in as we get closer and closer to lock. Uh, favorite hitters, maybe a favorite stack, uh, core plays today as far as the bats. What do you have for me? I uh, like a lot of stacks today. You know, the Yankees, Arizona, Minnesota at the top. And the thing that I really love about Arizona is I love the spot for them. Molly struggles more with lefties. They have a lot of lefties. And the ballpark is an upgrade. And their team projected ownership is under under 5%. Um, so I think I'm going to get my Arizona stack, who's kind of expensive at, at lower ownership today. Yeah, they're asking me where I'm reading that from. It's the, the CVRs, uh, the expert rankings. Uh, we don't really talk about them enough. Maybe – Maybe we'll show that in the screen share today. We'll kind of jump around as far as the screen shares. We got, we're at the, not the quarter pole, even less than the quarter pole. I'll put it in NASCAR terms for you, Stevie. We're winding down. Uh, last month of the season as far as baseball and transitioning to football as well, too, and basketball not too far around the corner either. And the people are asking, uh, Stevie, are you, are you dabbling now with uh, Yahoo? Yahoo is now a thing in Florida. I, I presume you are. Actually, I know you are. Yes, um, I am. I took advantage of the overlay yesterday and the Thursday through Monday contests, and um, I've already – Max out everything that I'm going to play over there for week one. Um, Max fantasy draft too. I agree with you. That's where you, there's where your first dollar should go. Um, not playing as much on DK and FanDuel for week one. Same. Uh, mostly head to heads right now as far as what I have on those sites. But uh, oh, going to go get some Dean Bucks. Hey, they're available, man. <laughs> Take advantage of me. I'm going to limit you just to one though on, on DK. Yeah, I have Yahoo head to heads out there as well, I believe. I might have to refire. I'm not sure if they've been scooped or not, but uh, – yeah, it's going to be good times for sure. By the way, shout out, we mentioned cheese. Shout out to cheese and you referenced the game last night. Uh, if you listen to the premium podcast last night, the last thing he said was um, uh, he said the Pittsburgh Marlins game is going to outscore the football game. And I believe it was a push, if I'm not mistaken. Was it a push? Was it 10-7? Were they both 10-7? He wrote that in expert survey too. Yeah. <laughs> I read it and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh man, this is, um, this is hilarious. And <laughs> Shout out to Cheese. That's why I don't. That's why I didn't question the Peters, and I went and read what he had to say. Yeah, um, I actually rostered a few Marlins last night. I'm not the best ones, unfortunately, but uh, I, I never roster the Marlins. But you got to make an exception for Agrazil. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna go around the horn. Start a catcher. Uh, who jumps out for you as far as the catcher position? Are we just flat out punting it? What are we doing? Um, I like the idea of punting it if you're not playing up for Sanchez. Sanchez is so expensive today, Um, but I, I do like Gary Gary the Goat here. Chasin's going to open this game and then followed by Kashner. Like, how much better does it get for the New York Yankees today? They're the top stack on the slate, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, it's a really good spot for him. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, like, I, I don't mind paying down. Uh, just taking a shot on any of these cheap guys, to be honest, like – you know, Jan Gomes against the lefty, Jason Castro against Flyball Plutko. Um, probably my two two guys that I don't mind here. Um, yeah. Why am I not seeing totals on the Seattle Houston game or the Toronto Tampa game? Any idea why? Nope. All right. Or the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, maybe they're out there, like you got to refresh or something like that. Or I don't know. That, that seems kind of like a funky. The Yankees Red Sox game was uh, eleven. I don't know. I remember that from earlier. That one's super interesting because I think a lot of people like, you know, it's been had that rain cloud next to it all day long. And if it does play and who knows, yield the rough, see what he says. And if nothing else, it's probably worth firing a, you know, a stack, a game stack, and, and, you know, in tournaments, especially, you know, the, the New York side and picking out Chasin and, and Kashner. 
Domingo Herman, I respect, but of course that Boston side is pretty positive too, as far as their bats, especially the front half, uh, you know, and it's a full 15 game slate. So a lot of people are just going to cross that game out the closer and closer we get the lock. I'm definitely monitoring that may, uh, may fire out, a, you know, a game stack there. Uh, as far as catchers, you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's not good. It's never good. It's, it's bad. Uh, Grand has got a reasonable price on DK. He's, he's playable. Sure. Have some fun with that. Uh, is there a flat out punt? Like, uh, who's your boy? Uh, not Max Stassi, but like the, the other guy, the guy in Texas. Jeff he Mathis. He's not in the lineup. Oh, that's a, well, what's flame B? <laughs> no, Jeff Mathis. Huh. Um, I think Zanino would be the punt today at 2.6 against Buckholtz. Uh, Buckholtz doesn't really strike anybody out. Zanino has a little bit of power. He's probably the punt play. Yeah, and I talk about the White Sox. I don't mind beef. Uh, well, it's Castillo's pretty cheap as well, too. And, uh, you know, that, that's, you know, Zanino I like, you know, for tournaments, uh, for anything. Just to, you know, when you don't have to play a catcher, obviously, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, seek any of these guys out. But when they force it a roster a catcher, a lot of times you want to make it as cheap and painless as possible. Let's get Let's move on. Let's talk about first base, TV. Uh, I think Bellinger is too cheap in some spots. You know, good matchup against uh, the Shark, uh, Samarja. You know, he's certainly vulnerable to the left-hand side. Not a great ballpark, but Bellinger's been smashing there all year long. No reason he's going to stop tonight. Uh, you know, Josh Bell seems a little bit too cheap for me this evening. I know the ballpark stinks. Same deal. Like, he deals with it all the time. And, you know, it's a better ballpark for lefty power. And he's facing a righty. So, I'm good with Bell as well as far as a spend-up. Uh, you know, I don't know if anybody necessarily separates himself. Uh, I don't think ownership's going to be a thing as far as first base. I should probably pull that up before I say that. But no, there's no clear-cut and obvious first baseman, is there? No, I think Bellinger will probably be the highest-owned first baseman today, um, especially if a lot of people are kind of paying down a pitcher. Uh, I, I don't mind Anthony Rizzo as, as a pivot play. You know, he gets a ballpark upgrade. He gets a matchup with Zach Davies. I like Matt Olson against Turnbull. Turnbull has been awful. Um and then I like Hoskins. I, I was wrong, Dean. I read the weather report wrong. Um, the okay. wind is blowing in at the Mets, 15 to 20 miles an hour. So, okay. honestly, it's a much better spot for Mets than it was when I was saying it. So, still don't mind Hoskins. Um, but yeah, I like the Josh Bell price against Miles Mikolas. That's a really good price. And, you know, if you're wanting to pay down, you know, Choi, Otani, they're cheap. Otani has a really tough matchup, but he's cheap, so I don't mind taking the the talent. Um, and then Ryan Zimmerman's cheap, so there's some cheap options too. Uh, on Fandle specifically, Choi is two eight and Nate Lau is two five. Uh, I wish there was a better ballpark, but it's also worth noting, you know, some places are cooling off outside of Atlanta. That uh, and you talk about the Mets, you know, where, where the winds be blowing in. The weather is not as appealing as you know around the country for for baseball weather. So whatever it is in Tampa, it's always going to be in Tampa, and it's not a great ballpark. It's cavernous for hitting, but it's a little bit better by, you know, comparison if the uh, other ballparks are not popping as they normally are, if that makes sense. Uh, anybody else at first that's worth a fire? Like, I don't mind, you know, of course, Alonzo in tournaments, you can play uh, well, yeah, E5? Yeah, yeah, sure, I suppose. Why not? Boy, uh, against Shasin and the combination of Shasin and Kashner. Traditionally, you know, I you talk about the lefties and righties. Those guys are all righties, but I always put a caveat as far as lefties in that ballpark. We'll talk about Didi Gregorius in a second because it's not a great ballpark for homers, but it's a good ballpark for lefty power for, uh, you know, doubles, triples, things of that sort as well. Uh, do we have anything else as far as uh, first baseman? Goldie against McCray, he's priced down, but it's a terrible ballpark for righty power. But McCray has given up in a small sample with three and a half homers per nine. Again, super small sample, but just sort of throwing that out there. Uh, you got anything else at, at first or shall we talk about the second base? 
Um, Nunez from Baltimore against the lefty. I always like him, but I'd probably play him more at third base. But yeah, we I think we pretty much covered everything at first base. Uh, Christian Walker, part of your Arizona stack if you're going that way. Yeah, I kind of like Arizona. And everybody's going to be off the board as far as ownership. And like Marte is like priced ridiculously. Uh, Flores has a big, well, it depends on what, where you're shopping. Flores, I know, is really expensive on, uh, on DK. That's Wilmer. I know uh, Big T's out there. He's rostering against a lefty. This is Molly, so not a lefty. Uh, Escobar, Walker, also pretty expensive, too. So it's kind of a pricey stack. Uh, second base, it's Altuve if you have it, right? Altuve versus a lefty, uh, not a particularly uh, you know, imposing one. Actually, he'll start his first at bat against Reggie McLean, who's a person. Uh, and then Tommy Malone's going to relieve him. Soft, you know, classic soft-tossing lefty. Uh, and if you want to spend all the way down, I don't hate, I assume. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling now. I'm buying some time. Oh, Isan Diaz is uh, up to the two-hole again. He's really cheap on DK and fast draft. What do you have for you as far as second? Kettle Marte, man. Uh, whether you're playing him in second base or the outfield, I, I love the fact that he's priced up. He's projected for 4%. The team ownership has actually come down since we started the show. I like Altuve. I like Houston. They're just expensive. Um, they're, they're one of the teams that I'm going to end up stacking tonight. Um, if you want to pay down, Kipnis is still cheap. Um, Galvin Lux is cheap. Joey Wendell, I was hoping bat leadoff. He's not batting leadoff, so I'd go to like a Diaz or a Herman Perez instead. Cole Hamels has been really, really bad in the second half. Really good in the first half. I highlighted it more on the morning grind this morning, but Hamels has really struggled here in the second half of the season. Uh, Dodger lineup is out, by the way. Not sure if you saw. Hit the old refresh button on that one. Uh, Lux is uh, – he's got the seven spot. It's got Jock James, Seager, Turner, Bellinger, Beatty, Pollock, Lux, Smith. Jock James has been your boy the last few years. He's been annihilating the baseball uh, of late. Have you been rostering him? I have. Oh, that's, that's, that must be good times. I was doing I a NASCAR show the other night, and I was like, sorry I can't tweet out hashtag Jock James as he hit his second home run, so <laughs> – yeah, he almost did a third, too. It hit the wall, I believe. But, uh, yeah, and he's still going to get pinched in for when a lefty comes in, which is probably what should happen because he's not very good against lefties. Uh, let's jump to third. Let's jump to the hot corner, Stevie. What do you have for me? Um, kind of all over the place at third right now. Um, I think if, if you're stacking Arizona, you're obviously looking at Escobar. If you're stacking Houston, you're obviously looking at Bregman. Um, even if you're not stacking those two teams and you want to play those two teams, Suarez against Robbie Ray, uh, ballpark upgrade, obviously being in Cincinnati. Um, it's a downgrade for Ray. It's a good ballpark for Suarez. Um, Anthony Rendon, tough matchup, you know, when you're looking at it against Keuchel as far as ground balls go. But he's going to be low-owned, and he always has two home run upside against the lefty, so he's interesting. Or if you want to pay down, you know, there's – you know, Danny Mendick is 2.5K. He's facing Dylan Peters. It could be worse than that, so – you know, he's kind of the cheap guy. Yeah, nothing else really. Like, I, I'm, you know, Nunez, I mentioned him at first base, but it's pretty much a position that I'm going to probably spend up today. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting quandary. Uh, you're getting guys that are quote-unquote lefty mashers that aren't in the great possible spot, you know, as far as the matchup. You know, Donaldson against Corbin, a traditional uh, lefty masher. We don't really want to pick on Corbin, but we also noted, you know, how that ballpark is conducive for hitting baseballs, obviously, with the – 89 degrees, the, the wind the wind blowing out to 12 miles per hour as of right now on the other side, you talk about Rendon, you know, I don't necessarily want to pick on Keiko, but, like, we're not afraid of him. And, you know, and those guys are super expensive, especially Rendon, uh, what, 5.6K on DK. And then one more, the, the same deal, Eugenio Suarez against uh, who wants to pick on Robbie Ray, but Robbie Ray certainly can give a party contact to righty. So I think all those guys are interesting uh, for tournaments. Uh, do you have, like, a priority amongst the three? It sounded like it was Rendon. 
Uh, my priority is Escobar again. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's Arizona today. Like I I love Arizona today. Uh, anybody else that's worth a mention? Like it's you know. Yeah, like we have to mention DJ LeMahieu. We didn't really mention him at second base, but the Yankees are in a great spot today. Uh, He's batting leadoff. They're on the road. Likely going to get five at bats tonight. Oh, do we? uh, Are we going to talk about him shortstop, Alex Bregman? I guess. We talked about I said Alex Bredman. Yeah, I, I, I had some notes on him, but okay, fair enough. We'll move on. We're already behind on time. We're losing 10 minutes today. Go so ahead. Just roll into shortstop and give me your notes on Bregman. Like, he's Uh-oh. facing a soft toss and lefty. What more do you need to say? There you go. <laughs> That's succinct enough. Uh, talk about the rest of the shortstops outside of Bregman. Uh, rest of the shortstops outside of Bregman, like, you know, I think Trey Turner has a little bit of upside if you're going up. Lindor has some upside if you're going up. Um but, like, Corey Seager is the guy for me today. He's 3.9K. It's a good matchup here against Jeff Samarja. So, I think that if you're looking at a shortstop, you have to be kind of looking at Corey Seager in this matchup. Uh, my boy Landa, my doppelganger in chat, said it was uh, just kind of – I'm catching up a chat right now. I'm doing my best to multitask. I'm on YouTube chat. I'm on uh, the Roto-Grounders chat. What's up, YouTube? Like and subscribe. Appreciate that. And fire, fire in some questions. We'll see him. We'll knock him out before he step aside in about 15 minutes or so. Again, ending the, early, the show just a little bit early because we have to – prep for crunch time on Fridays going forward for the last few baseball seasons. Uh, why didn't we talk about Castro as far as our catchers? Was that an egregious mistake? I mentioned Castro. I even said this in <laughs> chat. Like he, he called us out and I was like, you're not paying attention. Like I, I mentioned, you must've not been paying attention either, Dean. What are you doing? No, I, I just, I was trying to call out Lando basically. That, that's what I was. <laughs> oh, all right. I was, I was too excited at the prospect of just saying hi to my, uh, my doppelganger out there. Um, are you guys right. like BFFs? Like is he your best friend? Well, the, the theory is that I'm Landa and Landa's me. So, like, it, it, it's, I'm really good at multitasking if I can type and argue with myself at the same time. So, you're, like, calling me out in chat, like, as we're going? <laughs> like, what is up with that? Per the theory, that is what I'm doing, yes. But I, can, uh, I, I, I'm here to debunk it or just kind of keep it alive. Sure, why not? Let, let the people believe what they want to believe. Um, now I'm just fully derailed as far as we're still on shortstops, correct? I think so. Okay. In Segura. <laughs> James Segura, Corey Seager, Hernan Perez. Like, it's a position you can kind of pay down for at, at shortstop. Like, you know, if you're wanting to pay up, I think even Alberto Mondesi is a guy you could potentially pay up for against Lopez. Like, the stolen base upside is high. You know, he's another guy. Like, if you're not paying all the way up for, like, Didi and Torres, again, like the Yankees, I don't think we have to say it, but yeah. Oh, is there no Seager today? Um, I'm talking about Corey Seager. I don't, he's not in the lineup, is he? Oh, yeah, he's batting second. Batting second. What are you this doing, Dean? Like, are you not paying attention today? Like, I'm, just, I'm flustered because I, I have all these windows that are open. I'm trying to – I'm, like, reading different things. And I took a gander at the – you know, I actually read the lineup off, and I just sort of forgot his name. Uh, he's too cheap, especially on DK. Uh, Monday, Monday, take off the gray hoodie and go back to, like, blue. Like, gray <laughs> has you all messed up. You need, you, need like a, you need, like, a blue hoodie. I'm all sorts of – you just can't give me all these, like uh, – well, I, I'm just – I'm taking on too much of responsibility, clearly, obviously. Uh, but I think that, yeah, we give Devin one day off and Dean is like all flustered. Like we, Devin just got a raise. Good job, Dean. Stu's holding it down. Uh, yeah. And, and Devin may or may not be uh, still be in the building. I'm not really sure. Uh, he's probably got a long weekend ahead of him because we have those football shows to knock out uh, on Sunday morning, obviously. Um, all right. Uh, let, let, let's venture to the outfield because again, we're, we're losing time. There's no time for pleasantries, Stevie. We uh, have plenty of time. Outfield is just, you're, you're likely playing the outfielders or your stack. You know, Arizona, the Dodgers, Minnesota. Um, we didn't really mention Minnesota a lot, but they're 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 one of my favorite stacks on the slate. The Yankees, 
those are the, your top outfielders. Like, if you want one-offs, like, obviously you can take one-offs. I like the Cubs as one-offs, but they're really expensive. Like, they're not cheap. Um, Austin Meadows is a guy that kind of stands out to me that I don't think a lot of people will be on. Buckholtz, very end of his career where he's just not missing bats. So, like, he's obviously a little interesting. Um, is Fran Mill in the lineup? I have not looked and seen who's in the lineup for Cleveland yet. That's on me. But uh, he is. Fran- he's like sixth. I really like Reyes today. Like this, his skill set is perfect for this matchup against Pineda. Pineda gives up a lot of hard contact when the balls are hit. So I, I think Fran Mill Reyes has a lot of home run home run equity today. Let's see. Uh, and Plutko is one you know yields a ton of homers as far as like oh, yeah. side, more than two for nine. And I think Minnesota is my favorite team uh, on the slate. And I think you know you know obviously Cruz and, and you know the outfield just a, a, in total. You know, Cruz, Kepler, Rosario. We don't have the official lineup just yet, unless it's just sprinkled through because they got the refresh button on it. But uh, they have a team total currently over six. And nope, not on just yet. But I presume that those, those guys are going to be in it, at least the majority of them, uh, on every single one of them. Kepler, Rosario, especially from the left hand side, too. Uh, you know, all the power guys in Minnesota are certainly in play for me. Um, as far as jumping back to the outfield, I, I, this just goes back to the whole, you know, I, I, I don't really want to pick. Uh, you know, on Corbin, but Acuna's priced down in some places. Was he four points? Uh, he's four point seven k on DK. Fan draft has got a pretty reasonable price too, and I'm willing to just pay for the talent, so I'm okay with Acuna in tournaments. A uh, Trout, by the way, is eight seven on Fan draft. I think it's eight seven. That's an egregious price. I know he's facing Gilito. It's just been a stud, but at some point, the hate, he's the best hitter in baseball of all time, and there's probably like twenty outfielders that are ahead of him. That's wrong, right? On the road. Yeah, so yeah, you get an extra at bat, you know, uh, probably gonna get those five ABs. Maybe not because Gilito just might just cruise. I suppose that's possible too. Uh, Angels lineup is out. This is important because I wanted to see how, uh, you know, the K propensity for these guys. We got Jared Walsh, uh, Rangifo, and Ben Boone uh, rounding it out. You don't really want to see Simmons in there. Uh, at the top, it's Fletcher, who's also a contact guy. Fletcher, Trout, Calhoun, Jay Up, who's gonna get struck out a couple times. O- Otani, uh, that will be the Angels lineup. Uh, Walsh and Ben Boone in there. That's four strikeouts right there. <laughs> is it, it's disappointing. I want a guy named Ben Boone to like be good. Like that's a misleading name, isn't it? I want him to have like a big, this big power. It's like the dude from the Packers last night. Like if he played for the Dolphins and his last, like if there was a Dolphins player last name Savage, I'd order that jersey. Just because. <laughs> well, you're 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 a Dolphins fan, right? I think you are. Yeah, unfortunately. Let me ask. Can I? Are you rooting for zero sixteen? Are you rooting for the tank? One in fifteen. You want one win? Yeah, don't want to beat the Jets. Well, that, that would be two and fourteen. Okay, well you can beat them once. Yeah. I, can I? Yeah, I just love how everybody's like, "Oh, you can't take in basketball. That's stupid. That's dumb." NFL full tank, and like you know the one. No, but I think the argument everybody made with you in basketball was you're saying tank in the middle of the season. Like if you're tanking, you're tanking in the beginning. Well, I mean, if you're the Pistons, you're tanking whether you're trying or not. Like you just can't help but tank, but yeah. That, your your argument was okay. It was just flawed because you wanted to start tanking when you had potential to still make the playoffs. Like if if Miami starts the season like six and two, which is very very unlikely, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be rooting for them to make the playoffs, not tank. Yeah, and the other part of that, of course, is like one player in the NBA can completely turn a franchise around. In football, it's much harder. I guess a franchise quarterback, I suppose, but that's a bigger reach. Uh, all right. Uh, let, let, let's uh, we have no time for this nonsense we only have, we have plenty of time uh we're gonna do a screen share start loading up some questions in the grinders live chat load up some questions in the youtube chat uh we're gonna do a screen share here stevie i'm gonna pull up the uh 
the old lineup HQ. Let's see what we have. The lineup headquarters. See if anything's interesting to you as far as ownership, because uh, the ownership gets more and more. Arizona. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, you're going to pull it up. And as you're pulling it up, Lucas Giolito projected around 2% ownership compared to Kershaw at 30%. Um, that's a massive leverage spot. You know, they both could go out and dominate. Obviously, Kershaw's in a better matchup against the Giants, but when you consider them potentially limiting Kershaw pitches, like, give me the ownership on Giolito even at the $200 more than Kershaw. Extreme hitters umpire from McCray, Mikolas, Male, Ray, Corbin, uh, Keuchel, extreme pitchers umpire, the best extreme pitchers umpire in all of baseball, Bill Miller for Buckholtz. And McRae. McRae. The worst but, game to have it. <laughs> yeah, that's not where I want him. Uh, and Cooper is behind the plate for Hamels and Davies. Another game, I just don't want him. Uh, give me three dudes that are going to homer and give me your favorite stacks tonight. I can't imagine who the, the stacks are. Um, give me Kettle Marte and the Dodd and Jock Peterson. And then my cheap home run is Josh Rojas batting fifth tonight at the cheap price tag. Uh, my favorite stack on the slate is the Yankees, but my favorite off the board stack is Arizona. They're projecting a very, very low ownership today. All right. I'm scrolling through. I'm trying to find some questions. I'm doing my best. Feel free. I'm not sure, Steve, if you have like the RG uh, chat up, that would be helpful because maybe I can concentrate on the YouTube one. You can concentrate on the RG one. Does that work for you? Sure. Um, just join. Who are we liking at pitcher in DK GPPs? Okay. Um, huh. I mean, I like, I like Valdez. Uh, I don't, is going to be 2%, like grab a share of Gilito at 2%. That's just ridiculous with his potential upside. You know, uh, I understand salary is a thing and you're not getting like a, you know, a suppressed price on him. He's what 12.1 K, which is pretty pricey for sure, but he can certainly pay that off. And, you, and your, your SP2 is going to be cheap anyway. We'll talk about the Lopez brothers in a second. I like, I like Frambar Valdez a good bit. You talk about Homer Bailey, which again, that's, that's the nature of this slate tonight. Uh, who have I not covered uh, that you want to throw out there and add to the conversation? Um, you mentioned the Lopez's Dylan Peters, 5.4 K against the White Sox. Um, I initially said that I was going to have six Homer Bailey teams. I might play one um, Lucas Giolito team just because of the ownership. So yeah. just in case I take down a tournament with Lucas Giolito or something today, I want to cover that really quick. Um, I'm going to play five Bailey teams and one Lucas Giolito team just because that ownership seems really ridiculous. You have any interest in the super cheap uh, Padres? The Padres? Um, yeah, because Melville's not that good at everything we've seen from him so far. So I do think that you could look at, you know, Martini, potentially, Naylor, uh, Machado. I was kind of hoping uh, – we don't have the lineup yet. I'm kind of yeah. hoping Renfro cracks the lineup so we get the home run upside. Uh, but they've been playing the young guys, so I, don't, I doubt Renfo will play. So I don't mind the Padres. Uh, they were they were um, my boy Blender's, you know, vomit stack today, and it makes a ton of sense against Melville. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there before, but I, I was going to point out, um, Vandal today, Renfro's like 2-6 or 2-8. And like you said, he has not been playing on the reg. But if he draws the start against Melville, his power potential, I like him a good bit. I mean, it's just really hard to get behind Greg Garcia and Nick Martini if that's the one, too. Those guys are terrible. Uh, but I get it because, like you said, Melville's not particularly great. Machado I like a good bit. Uh, and Naylor is super cheap as well. I'm curious to see that San Diego lineup because they do currently have a, a team total over five, which seems like a big number, uh, especially at home. Especially Melville the stinks. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, that's the reason why. Uh, because that, that San Diego lineup is, is not good. It looks really bad without Tatis, doesn't it? Yes. 
it's right. not just Tatis though. Like they they moved some pieces. They're sitting some of the veterans. Like it's not the same team. How do you feel about the Robbie Cano? Uh, I think I'm gonna probably limit my exposure to that whole game with the wind blowing in that much with the rain. I like picking on Zach Eflin with lefties, uh, you know, Conforto, Cano, McNeil, if you want to, I don't hate it. Uh, I have some people in YouTube chat that are picking up my head to heads. Nice. I'm selling head to heads. Good. Scoop ball up. I'm available uh, for football this weekend. Uh, I'm happy to play those. Uh, they want to know, Let me know uh, you're playing in cash so I can fade them. Cause now that you're like selling your head to heads on air, you like something weird is going to happen. Well, I mean, you know, you got to play Cook, right? And Fournette. Um, like, th- there's just too many running backs. I want to get. I want to play all running backs, and you can't play them all. Um, did you have a hot take for the NFL this weekend? I know, obviously, you have content out there, but give the people a thought or two as far as football. Um, I love D.D. Westbrook. I've said it multiple places. I did a video with prize picks and all that stuff. Like, I love D.D. Westbrook this week. I like Westbrook, too. Samuel, of course, is the cheapie that makes things work. Uh, I think I think Beckham has a big day. Uh, I like. I think Lockett. the Rams are going to be lower owned just in general. Uh, Lamar uh, runs for a hundred, including a touchdown against the Dolphins. How about that? I hope so. Yeah, that's a homecoming game. I, uh, he's from that area, for what it's worth. So I'd imagine friends and family are lurking. Bichette homecoming game too. Uh, didn't he smash Tampa last time out early in the season? I feel like that happened. Um, you know, Dante's kid. Uh, Dante lived in Orlando. I played in a baseball league with him like 10 years ago or eight years ago, an adult baseball league. That was good times. I was not as good as him. Uh, they want to know how much caffeine we, we, we take in. Caffeine, soda, all natural. I guess we sound like we talk, have a lot of caffeine. You probably more so because, you know, you have a busier life than I do. Um, I don't drink a lot of caffeine anymore. Like, I've, I haven't had a soda in over a couple months. And drink a lot of water, drink a lot of body armor. Yeah, I have the occasional monster, but basically it's all water. I'm just drinking water and protein shakes these days. Uh, a little bit cranky. And no coffee. Like, I mean, I like the, the coffee nonsense, like, at, you know, at Starbucks or whatever, with all the all the frills and the bells and the whistles. It's, like, awful for you, but I, I don't have it. But like, I, like I don't it. drink coffee. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> well, like, they disguise it, though. They throw some, you know, some whipped cream and some caramel and, you know, all so sorts nasty. of good stuff. Yeah, you don't really even taste it anymore. You go, you, go to, you go to Starbucks and you get a refresher that has some green tea in it. Uh, any interest in Thai France, San Diego? Yeah, like it's the same argument we just made. All those Padres bats are cheap. They're facing a t- terrible pitcher. If he's in the lineup, sure. All right. Uh, final thoughts as far as baseball. We want to give Stu as much time as possible to prep up for, for crunch time. Again, you're going to want to watch crunch time today because uh, – well, you always want to watch it, but especially today because I need some weather updates. I need Roth to tell me what's going on out there uh, as far as the East Coast. And, of course, Cardi's going to answer all your baseball questions as well. Stevie, feel free to give final thoughts on baseball, final thoughts on football, final thoughts on anything, final thoughts on life. What do you have for me? Plutko finally gets blown up. Like, he finally has that game. Minnesota scores at least 15 tonight with five-plus home runs. There you go. He's Stevie. Uh, I'm Dean. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. We're out of here. Holler!